Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first episode of Hello Again, Friend, the podcast that celebrates the beauty of human connection by reuniting childhood besties. I am Emily Horak, and it is beyond thrilling to utter these words, but I am joined by my childhood bestie with whom I reunited just this year after 30 years of living life apart from one another. She's the one I shared BFF necklaces with, and she's the co-host of Hello Again, Friend. It's Meredith Rausch. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Emily. (laughs) I cannot believe this day is finally here. Isn't this amazing? It is. It is. I feel like all of my memories are flooding back as I'd anticipated, like reuniting. And it's just been wonderful. It's been so wonderful. So since this is our first episode, it might be fun to let our listeners and our new friends understand like who we are and how this even came to be. So should we go back all the way to the Janesville days back in the late 90s? or To where it 80s? really began. That's where yes. it really began. Yeah. Yes. So I was just one of maybe three girls in an elementary school <laughs> class. <laughs> In little Janesville, Wisconsin, at St. John Vianney. It was a Catholic school. And all of a sudden, one day, you know, when the teacher says, we have a new student today, we'd like to welcome. Little did I know that dimple-cheeked, yes, (laughs) (laughs) dimple-cheeked Emily Brink at the time. Yes. And I would become best friends forever. Yeah, I I just I I had a really I was a new student in first grade and I, it was really interesting because I already felt even as a little first grader that when I entered that classroom that everybody was already friends. Like everybody already had a history and I was really attuned to that feeling of newness. But what I remember about you is like there was basically a beam of light that just (laughs) came down and shone on you because you just had this most radiant personality. And what I love about childhood friendships is just it's so authentic, like it's so pure. And what you're drawn to, you're drawn to, you know, what you like, you like, what's not comfortable is not comfortable. And you were someone I just immediately were, I was just attracted to your personality, your zest for life and your laughter. (laughs) Um, So, and so it was kind of that just natural draw to you. And then we shared similar interests um, and the friendship took off from there. Thank goodness you were there. Yeah. Thank, no, thank goodness you were there. I think that's the best part about being kids, right? you're you're authentic and honest almost mm-hmm. to a fault right we find it funny how honest kids are yes but it just shows that we're only going to be friends with those people who like really really matter to us yes yep. for me that was you all day long yeah yeah and we would walk through those halls i think it gave me a confidence to know that i had a best friend and that i had somebody by my side um and just to to laugh with and to that I knew there was a friendly face on the playground. I mean, that can be um, an intimidating experience as a kid, especially if you're like, an, you know, more of an introvert like me. It's like you want to know you have your people 
And it was so grounding to know that you were there every day. Right. And there was no question. We were no. going to go out on the playground and it was going to be me and you, no matter what, playing yes. four square, playing yep. hopscotch, playing jump rope, whatever yep. it was, it was yeah. going to be us. Yeah, for sure. And then we decided to get BFF necklaces because it went, it just, it went to that level. It was we like, did. <laughs> they became popular and we had to have them. We did. I do not remember if I had the front half or the back half. Do you remember? I honestly don't remember either. But I think we got them at Claire's. In Probably the because every good thing came from Claire's. Every good thing came from Claire's. <laughs> every good thing. We definitely had those. And we had, you had this lovely bangle watch. It was like mm -hmm. a ceramic bangle watch. And I, <laughs> I wanted it so badly. <laughs> and I wanted to match you. And so my father took me to Kmart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where we found it. And I then could sport that also. So in case yes. there's any doubt. Right. Beyond the, the necklaces. necklaces. <laughs> yes. I know. And it made the most wonderful clicky sound when you closed that bracelet. Mm -hmm. It was so good. <laughs> it was. I, I need one today, actually, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I, I have looked for one. However, uh, Can you imagine I, I cannot. If I find one. There will be one in your mailbox, Emily, <laughs> to match me. <laughs> be the best day ever. Speaking of something in my mailbox, something else that we loved to do was play Girl Talk, the mm, game yes. Girl Talk. Yes. And you were so kind this holiday season to send me one of the newer renditions of Girl Talk. I mean, still vintage, but still <laughs> girl talk and it was the sweetest gesture and it just took me back instantly to those days that we just I mean we spent hours at each other's houses playing those games eating I remember you had shredded wheat at your house which <laughs> <laughs> we never had shredded wheat that was amazing shredded, shredded wheat is amazing for people who have never had shredded wheat yes <laughs> And that's where it stops. <laughs> yes. If we had a treat, we were doing puppy chow, remember? Some people call it yes. muddy buddies, but we were definitely. Yes. And also my mom was really big into fondue. We definitely did fruit dipped in chocolate fondue. That was definitely a thing. That was a thing. Oh my gosh. You were very sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we would play yeah. that game on my carpet. We would just sit on the carpet yes. and play it. Girl talk. Yep. And spoons. Oh, yes. My mom loves spoons. And that was super fun. Card game spoons. If you've never heard of it, all you need are spoons and a deck of cards. Cards. <laughs> and the adrenaline will flow like you're on a roller coaster like you wouldn't believe. I mean, the intensity in that game. Clear your plans this weekend. It's going to get bananas. Spoon it up. Spoons tournament. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And yes. one of the other things I remember so much that I loved about our friendship was it was really it took off when we were in about what third, fourth grade, I think is when it started to really solidify. Um, and like we had our parents just gave us so much freedom to ride our bikes. I mean, we didn't live, we didn't live far, but we didn't live next door to each other either. Like it was a little bit of a an adventure to get to each other's houses. But it was in that adventure that we lived. 
<laughs> it was those huge hills and riding our 10 speeds, you know, without hands, no helmets. I mean, it was living. Absolutely illegal today. Completely. Uh, Nobody but- would allow it. No, but lots of fun things are probably illegal today. But but it was at it was at least a mile or so. Oh yeah. For and you sure. had to cross at least one extraordinarily busy road. Busy streets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I yes. you know, I grew up. I grew up in that journey. <laughs> yes. Big hills. Yes. Hands off the handlebars. Yes. Head back, enjoying the wind and the oh freedom. Totally. I don't even remember getting skin knees, but we sure, certainly had them. I don't either. I mean, I think that's the miracle of the late 80s is you did these things and didn't get injured. <laughs> that we remember. Yes. <laughs> but we also had scooters. Scooters. We did. Not yes. electric. Foot-powered scooters were a big yep. deal. Yes. Mine was purple. What Mine was, was also was purple. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I probably copied you. <laughs> Oh, and do you remember, I would take that scooter down the hill. Remember our house was right next to the church and there was a hill in between and we would take it down on the grass. Oh, yes. Big hills. <laughs> and yes. that was living too. I mean, we were really living it up. We really had some freedom to figure out who we were. Yes. Yep. And if I, if I think, I've been thinking about that. I remember you have this dimple. You still have it. One was, side. One side. Yeah, and I remember yep. pushing a pencil eraser, the end of a pencil, into my cheek, trying to make a matching dimple. Didn't work. Did not work. And then my other thing was like how you you wore your hair in a ponytail, very high side ponytail, double scrunchy every day, every day. And when you would walk, it would swing, and I was in awe of that swing. It it really embodied between the dimple and the swinging ponytail. It just really encompassed everything that you kind of were to me, just this like bouncing joy. Mm. Really, really nice. that that was you. You know, you think of me as this like tractor beam of light, right? And mm-hmm. I think of you as this, this like light, but in a different way, in this bouncy, mm. joyful, really, I remember you crying once, but for the most part, it's always just that smile and your eyes crinkle, you know, when you <laughs> smile, I can picture it and you get that dimple. And just, that was, that was my main memory of you, right? Just mm. joy. And isn't that interesting? Because as I look at like what I'm attracted to now today as an adult in a friend, it's the same thing. And I would guess that it's similar for you, that like that what we were drawn to then was kind of the earliest indication of perhaps what we wanted in our own lives that maybe we didn't have at the same level and what we wanted to surround ourselves with so that we could kind of like be a part of that. And for you, I mean, you just had an independence and a fierceness and this kind of this this confidence to be your own person. And when I speak about wanting to put myself in the presence of somebody that I want to learn from, that was for sure something that I so admired about you and I think it's because I wanted more of that for myself. You just were your you were your own person and you paved your own path and that was so admirable. And I remember one day you showed up with the cutest short haircut. 
which nobody was doing the girls in our class the other four whatever however many not many (laughs) girls in our class I mean that just wasn't something girls were doing and you showed up and like you rocked that and you were just so confident I loved that about that buzzed haircut that buzzed cut yes (laughs) yeah I had the bounce. You had the buzz. <laughs> I love that bounce and buzz. We're gonna we're gonna coin that now. <laughs> We've got new nicknames. <laughs> new nicknames. <laughs> but I, I do think there's something to be said about those foundational childhood friends, right? And without a doubt, you and I were each other's foundational mm-hmm. friends. And uh, what I remember about us, you know, I, I remember some things we did, obviously, but it was that authenticity right? It was like, yes. we offered each other the space to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. you were more of a rule follower. Can I say that? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was less of a rule follower. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, you were like a parent's dream. Here's, you know, Emily, smart, beautiful, <laughs> you know, like, kind, compassionate. And then here's Meredith, who's a little like, oh, well, this will be interesting, right? <laughs> it, but we both got to be yes. those versions of each other. And then we showed, I think, the each other the beauty of each other's lives and way of looking at the world. And mm-hmm. so I could be a little more you and you mm-hmm. could be a little more me. Yes. Yeah. And, and we just accepted that of each other, like with each other. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's so true. And it was a safe space to do that. I mean, we did not, we were not complicated. We no. did not want <laughs> complication. I mean, we just wanted to have fun, be friends, enjoy life. Like, and it, it was simple. It was yes. simple. I wanted to ride my bike to your house, ring the doorbell and say, can Emily play? And I wanted them to say, yes, Meredith, come in. Right. And it was that easy. It was that easy because there was no, there were no cell phones, period. Yes. So we could yeah. not text. We could call. Right. Yes. But we, on, just, we could call on the phone if our mothers weren't occupying the phone, which I, my, I feel like my mom was always on the phone. It, it feels, yes, similarly. Yes. I mean, if you think about it, they had to be chained to the wall, essentially, with that phone. Right. It, the cord would wrap around their waist as they were like turning yeah. to do things in the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, landlines. Landlines. The thing of the past. I know. But Thank yeah, goodness. it was just, it was uncomplicated, but, but we were also uncomplicated. I mean, we just literally, we didn't want to get tied up in the, the judgment or the popularity or any of that. We just enjoyed each other's friendship. Absolutely. I think that the smaller school kind of allowed us that mm-hmm. opportunity to do that because we really just didn't have a lot of that. Right. Um, it was just kind of, you had your core group of friends and you all hung out. But yeah. that authenticity that we had then, I think that's so important to me now. You know, you yes. said that's what we look for in friends now. It's, it's what I look for in my life, mm-hmm. period. You know, if, if you if you walk in the door and you're not you know, a dimple and swinging ponytail of authenticity, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to take the time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what's fascinating about being an adult and looking back and looking back 
<clears throat> at what it was that we were drawn to and just knowing that that's the same thing that I'm drawn to today. Yes. Like what, what smart little creatures we were, right? Like such intuitive, in tune, wise souls to know that then and really not make it complicated. And as an adult, aspire for that same purity and connection and just kind of that like definitive, yeah, this feels good. This is someone who is safe and life-giving and this is who I want to spend my time with. I love all of that. I love all of that. Yes. We were ourselves. We were welcomed and celebrated as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And even our families were like, oh, it's just Emily. Of course, walk in the door, Emily, right. you know, and yes. oh, I'm sure Emily's going to go with us here or Meredith's going to go with us here, right? right? I had an older brother and a younger sister at your house and you had an mm -hmm. older brother at my house because we yep. just shared. That's right. It was just part. And so it was almost like, you know, today we call it like a chosen family or a found family mm -hmm. in addition to our biological families. And I feel like we how did we already know this? How did we yes. already know to do this and follow yes. our guts and trust them? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to reflect and realize how easy and wise we were at that time. And then, so then you wonder, how did it not continue for the length of our lives? And it all kind of shifted. They say that there's a season for friendships, right? And our season kind of came to a close um, when you went to a public school in fifth grade. Yes, yes. And I think it's, you know, the way that you describe that kind of season is so much, it, I think I just kind of went blank after that. Um, and so... You know, I've been thinking, when was it? When, how did that even happen? Mm -hmm. How did we just stop? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, something that I know that a thought that I had going in my head was that the public school kids were all very cool and they were all much more um, grown up, perhaps. <laughs> Because we did have a really safe, kind of perhaps more sheltered experience at our small Catholic school. And that's where I was comfortable. Um, and I, it wasn't accurate. But, you know, as kids, you form these thoughts. And I really, I thought so highly of you. It's like, oh, she's going to fly. There's probably not a lot of time for me anymore. You know, so like I held that kind of um, thought, which would have been just enough to maybe cause me to not pick up the phone after a while. Um, and so in my mind, you had gone off to the public school and like you were happy and thriving. And that's kind of just the story that I had in my head. Right. It makes me tear up to hear you say that because I think about, I cannot for the life of me even remember why i know mm -hmm. that i know that we had you know you had come over for some things you know when i had moved into the other neighborhood but it just kind of stopped or fizzled out or something 
And right. while you imagine me flying, I was absolutely flopping, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went into this, I my bubble was burst, my safe bubble was burst, and I was thrown into this classroom and I was this new kid and I was weird and they made fun of me for all types of things. And I just, I went home crying almost every day. Like this is mm-hmm. awful, right? Just kind of the time for that to happen. Uh, so it's, but if you think of it now, I think we often think of other folks, especially now when we see social media, we think of them as flying. And so yeah. often that's not the case. It certainly was not the case for me, but I don't know why I didn't lean on you or why I didn't stay connected with the the piece of my life that was joy. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, yep. yeah. And I think too, at that time, I mean, yes, we had landlines, but it's kind of, it's kind of silly now as an adult to know how close we were, but then it felt like we were so far apart suddenly, like there wasn't necessarily an easy way to get a hold of you or to see you um, because we didn't see each other every day. Suddenly, and to, to like reflect on this and to realize, my God, that distance was all in our mind. Um, but it felt like, yeah, all of a sudden you might as well have been across the country. Um, yes. cause we were, we were young, you know, 10, 11 years old and we didn't have the independence exactly, um, to see each other in the same way. I don't know. It, it just really did. It changed. It absolutely did. And I don't know if I just didn't know how to navigate that or if I was mm-hmm. just so immersed in figuring out my new environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do I, how do I do this? How do I kind of exist. Right. Because I was not used to bullying or, or any of that Mm, stuff. mm -hmm. So, but I don't, I have no idea why I didn't. You know, it's interesting because I too, once you left suddenly that safe environment and the school that I was excited to go to each day became something that was a lot harder. Like suddenly without you, I kind of felt like I didn't have anybody. Um, so it was really hard on my end too. And like, if only we had known, right. Even to know that we could go home and call each other and still be there for each other could have been so lovely. Yeah. Like we were such good supports for each other. Like without a doubt we were, Yeah, but it, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting because I think about how many relationships where even as adults in our 40s or 50s or whatever, how we just assume and don't ask the questions or we don't make ourselves vulnerable and say, hey, I could really use you right now or hey, I'm going through this or I'm assuming everything in your life is perfect and I feel like I don't fit in. We just don't take that risk. Absolutely. It's so true. Yeah, it created a 30-year gap where we could have – Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we, um, freshman year, and I don't know if you remember this, but freshman year, we actually were put in keyboarding class together. And I thought maybe this is a chance to like rekindle our friendship. But again, if I already felt that way about you in fifth grade, imagine how much I felt that way about you 
as a freshman in high school and you were friends already with like upperclassmen and again, in my mind, just so popular and just had it all. And what is so interesting about that is I had nothing to base that on other than observing a few connections that you had made in high school or who knew you and what I thought I knew of those people. And, and so I didn't even approach you in keyboarding class. It was like, we were strangers, even though we had been best friends. I hate, I hate that, that I, I remember keyboarding class. I can picture the professor, the teacher, I can picture the classroom. I know I got out of the final exam because I could type fast. <laughs> so smart, always. No, I'm just typing fast. <laughs> but, but I don't even, re when you had mentioned before we went to the same high school, I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Now with, you know, we can preface that with lots of excuses. Like I wasn't sober for most of my high school career, et cetera. And my mm -hmm. life had taken a big turn. However, no, th those are simply excuses. I, I, yeah, it makes zero sense to me because we had no feelings. I don't think of ill will towards each other. Not that no. I remember. No, no, it really, there was no ill will. There was just an assumption of I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool enough for her. And then I moved after freshman year. So that was really kind of that one little class was kind of our only connection point possibility. Um, and then once I moved away and moved states, you know, then of course that was like, we were just gone. Yeah. Not even friends on social media. I mean, just because social media didn't exist then. And by the time that it did, we like weren't connected until. Until. <laughs> so not that it, not that it makes up for my, you know, just lack of communicating with you in ninth grade, but I remember Instagram, it was last year, mm -hmm. I was back in Iowa for a family event and I somehow found Andy, your brother, yes. on Instagram and I thought, oh my gosh, will he accept my friend request? <laughs> he loved you, by the way, like all growing up, like he just adored you, even in high school, I remember. So he was probably very excited to get that request. Well, I was hoping, you know, I have my maiden name in my Instagram name, but I also go by my new surname. So I thought, oh gosh, will he even know? And could I DM him? You know, like, what will it take? Yes. <laughs> and he accepted, like, I think pretty quickly. And so then mm -hmm. I just, this is embarrassing, but went into his friends, his connections, <laughs> and just looked for anyone named Emily. <laughs> And then looked for a dimple. And sure enough, <laughs> you looked the exact same. But again, you were private, right? Uh-huh. So I had to like, you know, I, without a doubt, that was an easy at, like ask mm -hmm. for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it was worth any amount of rejection. Even if you said mm -hmm. no, I was willing to put myself out there because I really, really felt the need to reconnect with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so interesting. And when I received that, I instantly said, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was like, there was no question. And what I find interesting is had that request come 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't know if I had gone through enough growth and um, acceptance of all of who I am and all the beautiful things that growing up grants you. Yeah. And um, truly you, you requested at a time when I'm at, I'm 43 now, like I'm at peak. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is who you are. And I just want to love, like, I want to live and love. I'm not going to say live, love, laugh. That's going to look too overused, but it is, it's true. Like, um, when I saw that there was absolutely no hesitation, the hesitation that existed in fifth grade and the hesitation that existed freshman year, as I was going through and battling those things that were just kind of, you know, perhaps born into that we need to work through in our lifetime had been healed. And it was so clear to me, um, with the speed at which I said, yes. And I was so excited and curious about who you were and excited to have you in my life again. I am so honored and I feel so lucky that you took that risk. Thank you for asking. Thanks for giving me a chance. (laughs) I probably didn't deserve it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much that we lived through in those 30 years. There is. Together. And one of the ways that we want to, it's so hard to even sum it up. When we had our first conversation, it was like, how do we even begin to share all of who we are? Because you and I are not surfacey people. Um, We love to cry. We love to go deep. We love to feel all the feels. And so we can't even fake it when we're just reuniting with somebody for the first, I mean, it's like, there's just no, there's none of that. And so we wanted to share everything with each other. Yes, everything. And our poor producer was probably like, (laughs) oh my gosh, these two, how much editing will I need to do? But it was, it was just, I saw your face and you look the exact same and it was, tears just tears tears. it was like we it was like we we spent that that 30 years from like 11 to 41 or two whatever Mm -hmm. all of that it was like a look into our computer screens and it was like we experienced all of that stuff together all those emotions on fast forward together and it sounds so cliche not as cliche as live love laughed come on but (laughs) but Let's go there. No, no, it sounds so cliche, but like we just picked right back up. We did. It was like we invited each other back into our lives, into each other's hearts. I automatically think of you all the time now. Mm -hmm. You know, you are now just this facet in my life, even though we live on separate coasts. We could not be almost farther apart in the United States. Right, right. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel separate anymore. I mean, we were literally one mile apart when I went to the public school mm-hmm. and it felt distant. Now we're however many states apart and I feel mm-hmm. like 
connected. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a trip, isn't it? Like when I, when I <laughs> saw you, it was as I knew who I had become. I, I was standing there as present day me, but I was looking at you and your laughter and your eyes, like everything, because you look exactly the same as well. And it was like, it transported me to all the feelings of being a child again. And, and I, you know, I acknowledge that that is perhaps painful for some people. Um, and, but it, with our relationship and where, who, who we were and where we were, it was, it's a gift. It is like, it's, I say it's better than looking at our sepia tone pictures and it's <laughs> better than the camcorder videos. I mean, it's just this amazing opportunity to reconnect with our childhood, like little Emily and little Meredith, but as the wise women that we have become. Yes. And that wisdom has come through hardships and through growth that isn't easy. Um, and also incredibly beautiful and amazing moments in our lives, like the totality of the human experience. It's just like it all just comes together. And it's a, it's a deeply powerful experience. So powerful and such, a, such an important uh, addition to my mm -hmm. life, right? And, and it, when we were talking about, you know, you, you can't replay the entire 30 years you've been apart. That would take forever. But when we even started to touch on some of the things that had happened, it was like we had walked parallel lives in some ways, right? Yes. And yep. chosen parallel paths mm -hmm. down to that you came to, Janes were from Sioux City, Iowa, correct? Yes. Sioux yep. City. So Iowa. And then I ended up marrying Scott, my partner, is from Iowa. Yeah. We moved to Iowa. I graduated from the University of Iowa had my first child in Iowa. And it was almost like my soul knew to reconnect <laughs> with, with an Iowan. Yes. <laughs> I needed I mean, that. good people in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> good, solid people. Good, solid people. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then we shared our birth experience. We, I have one son, Milo, and you have two children. Mm -hmm. um, and we, even our birth experience, which was a very significant moment in both of our lives, mm -hmm. um, were similar. We both had kind of high risk situations. Um, Harrowing. And, mm -hmm. Yes, completely. Uh, so we were able to connect on that level. Um, both married Iowa boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Although, our... Mine, I will say, he was born in Iowa, but now that we live out in the Pacific Northwest, he's kind of, I think his soul is more a Pacific Northwesterner. So that's good that we're out here. <laughs> <laughs> Lead him to his roots. Exactly. Yes, but even our uh, career paths. Yes. Very, very similar. So similar. Both of us, we discovered, multi-passionate entrepreneurs. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love that you reframed that into multi-passionate where someone would so, just say distracted. Right. <laughs> all over Goes the place. for all the shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And, and that is who we are. And like, it, and it works for us. Yes. But at the heart of our sporadic interests yes. lies the same 
piece, the yep. longing to help others yes. be who they are, who they truly are. Yes. And if if there is anything more full circle than that, I mean, come on. I know. That's what we wanted as children, best friends. Yes. Now we do that. It's like our souls were longing for it. And they said, we are going to do more of this for the world. Yeah. yeah. You can't make this up, Emily. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, imagine, talk about following what you know feels right in that childlike way. When we reconnected, it was like instantly I had this idea how amazing would it be to do a podcast? And we hadn't been talking more than a couple days. And I threw this over idea text. out. Over text. Over text. We had not even connected in person. And I threw this idea out and you did not hesitate. You were like 100% yes. Yes, because Scott <laughs> said, wait a second. You're <laughs> right. starting a podcast <laughs> with your first best friend that you haven't talked to in 30 years? And I said, yes. Yes. Thank you for Great supporting. Idea. Yes, it's, it's great, isn't it? And here we go. And here we are a year later, here proving we are. wrong. We are still together. We're still together. We're doing it. I mean, this is, this is what is so beautiful about life is these connections and just going full throttle into the things that feel right and good and you don't hesitate. And I think that's the thing about real and honest connections you know you can say yes. There's just a yes to it. Yeah, just say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, okay, so we we came up with this idea when we are supporting other people in their connection, which is what we call five fun facts. Because as we mentioned, it's really difficult to come up with all the things that you want to tell your former childhood bestie with all the living that has happened. So we have this, we have this thing called five fun facts. Meredith and I are each going to share our five fun facts. And it's just a way of kind of picking out those big moments. And it's nearly impossible to come up with five fun facts. I mean, maybe not for some people, for me, nearly impossible. I'd, I'd feel more comfortable at the, like the million fun facts because <laughs> I feel everything deeply and I take note of it and I would love to share it with you. So, but I am going to show some restraint today, Meredith. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you because you, you would like 24 hours of fun facts, which I would love to sit and listen to. Okay. So here's my five fun facts. Okay. You're five fun. And uh, they're kind of in chronological order. Okay. okay Number one great. is therapy changed my life. Mm. Number two is I went to college for 13 years. I yes. never thought I would do that. <laughs> um, I got married and I have two kiddos. Hmm. I move, I've moved from Wisconsin to Iowa and now to Georgia, which is where I live today. You might catch a y'all in there. You uh, become a Southerner. Little Southern belle. Yeah. And I work as a professor of counseling. Mm. Beautiful fun facts. Okay. You want to hear mine? Of course. Okay. I married Adam the Iowan who's actually a Pacific Northwesterner. Yes. I became a mother to Milo, mm. my dear son. Um, therapy also changed my life. Um, but so did body work, uh, myofascial release, which is <laughs> honestly just as powerful for me as therapy. See, I can't keep this short. I'm going to, let me tell you a little bit about it. I don't, have you ever experienced it? <laughs> 
Well, I do believe that we hold all of our pent up emotions and trauma in our body. That's and that, it. And that it's not, we don't just release it through our mouth. Yes, that's completely accurate. Um, so that was super powerful for me. Um, and then also becoming a life coach and really the journey to get there. Um, huge. And that is through all of that, the main piece of that was permission to be me fully. Yes. Um, and then we moved to Portland, Oregon in 2010. That was a really big deal because I really saw myself as a Midwesterner and thought I would be there forever, raise my child or children or no children, but just live my life there. Um, so it was really a significant thing to move from there to here. And uh, it's a beautiful place out here. I'm able to connect to the ocean and the mountains, which are powerful for me. And then, um, yeah, I'm multi-passionate entrepreneur. I, I have pursued, I've been really lucky to have the freedom to pursue the things that I'm really passionate about and create um, business out of them. Uh, and so I've been a wedding planner, a copywriter, handmade good, goods designer and a life coach. And all of those things are connected with what you mentioned, Meredith, which is like this intention to celebrate the authenticity of a person and support them in irradiating that in into the world. So those are my fun facts. See, I couldn't do it as concisely as you. You're so good at that. Yours was, yeah, but yours was so much better. Oh, no, no. I'll remember your longer. fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> more to connect with more to connect with oh my goodness well this has been so much mm. fun and i am so excited for the opportunity to support other people in this oh, process right absolutely absolutely and you know no matter what no matter how long it's been no matter what happened this is a spot where we are ready to offer this safe, cozy place mm -hmm. to help you connect in a really positive way. Yes. And we're hopeful that you can move forward like Emily and I have just yes, as if nothing had no time has passed, right. you know, back to our necklaces and our swinging side ponies. Yep. Yeah. It's a really, it's been an incredibly powerful experience for both you and I. And I think that that was it was so natural then to want to share that with other people and have them experience it um so that's what this podcast is all about it's what we do it's what we do <laughs> <laughs> If you want to reconnect with your childhood bestie and be featured on Hello Again Friend podcast, we want to hear from you. Check out our website at helloagainfriend.com. Just fill out the application and we look forward to the chance to share in your sweet reunion. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please like, follow, and share. And you're always invited to hang with us on Instagram at helloagainfriend and our blog on helloagainfriend.com. The BFF reunion revolution is officially upon us. <laughs> <laughs> you're always welcome here.
We will see you next time.